I'm Christy Bilbrey. Right after college, I started my career in the Senate press office and then the White House. For the next seven years, I worked in corporate marketing before starting my own business. As soon as I did, the one thing I realized that none of those experiences taught me was how to market myself. Promoting yourself can mess with your head. Discovering brand storytelling and learning how to put it to work in my messaging saved my business. Once I learned this, I started teaching other business owners how to put it to work in their business as well. I created the Business That Story Built podcast to help strengthen the stories we tell ourselves and the stories we tell others. Audiences crave the human side of businesses. They want to get to know you, follow you, and interact with you outside of the buying experience. This can be intimidating to say the least. If you're ready to take your mindset and your messaging to the next level, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Thank you so much for joining today. We are continuing in the PR series with a topic that is very near and dear to my heart, which is podcasting and podcast guesting. And I am joined today by Sydney Stern, who is the head of client success at Podchaser Pro, which is the world's most advanced podcast database. She has been with this company for over a year and a half, and she loves to improve the customer experience both across the platform and directly with individuals. I can attest to this. They have incredible customer service. Sydney, thank you so much for joining today. I'm really excited to chat with you. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, for those who are not necessarily familiar with Podchaser Pro, um, I guess as a little background, if you have pursued podcast guesting, then it's possible that you've tried myriad ways to how do you find the podcast? How do you get to know about them? How do you find the contact info? It is. Uh, it can be a very time intensive process. So that is how I stumbled across you. And maybe you can share a little bit about kind of what makes Podchaser Pro unique. Yeah, thank you for that. Because I always compare podcasting is still like the wild, wild west. Yes. Really no way to Google what's the best podcast for knitting or for baseball. Right. Um, you will come up with dozens to hundreds of results that may or may not be relevant to exactly what you're looking for. Uh, what Podchaser Pro does, and even Podchaser in general, it's a way to kind of rein in exactly what you're looking for. So you can go into the database, type in a topic, um, and from there you can start to filter whether they have guests or not, whether the podcast is still active, and all the other topics at hand. And from there, once you have the pro version, is when you can start to see demographics, how many people are listening. You get contact information so you can get directly in touch with that podcast itself if you're trying to be a guest on it or have some other kind of collaboration with it. Um, it takes down a lot of Googling from what is Susie Q's contact information in Google, can I find her Twitter, to all of that information on one sheet directly at your fingertips. Yes, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> um, it's been a huge help to me. So yeah, that's that's kind of what it is, what it's about. And we're gonna we're gonna spend this episode just kind of diving into the different aspects of podcasting, podcast guesting, and even a little bit into the advertising side. So what was it, Sydney, that kind of drew you into into podcasting and and going with Podchaser? 
So I have a little bit of a unique background because up until Podchaser, I always worked in retail. Mm-hmm. And my a few companies ago, it was kind of by appointment only. Um, and so I would be in a store by myself listening to the music. So I couldn't put on my own music. And so I turned to podcasting because you can listen to an interview or a story and it's not competing with the overhead speakers. And from there, I became obsessed with it. You can find (laughs) a story on everything. You can find an interview with anyone you've ever wanted to. Um, You can learn about a topic in the time it takes for you to go to the grocery store and back. Um, And podcasting just became an obsession. So when I looked to transition out of retail, it was honestly one of the first positions I saw posted. Luckily, it connected with it with me and I got the position and here I am over a year and a half later. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think especially during COVID, but even before then, it's just podcasting has been growing so much. And as someone who focuses a lot on brand story, I just feel like it's the best medium to really connect with people to share stories because people listen for the whole episode. So um, just kind of in that vein, can you share a little bit about um, what's going on today in podcasting, kind of the importance that you see with podcasting as an industry on the whole um, and, you know, just kind of community building with that. So as you mentioned, there was a big shift during COVID uh, where people are just yearning for connection. And a great way to do that is through podcasting because it's just you and a microphone and telling your story. It's not having a whole TV setup of having producers and editors and cameras and all of that. Anyone can sit down with a microphone and tell their story. And people are really hungry for those stories. They want to hear how you built something. They want to hear where you come from um, and all of the other kind of intimacies that came along the line with you growing yourself, your product, um, or your company, whatever the case may be, they really want to hear those details that go into behind the scenes of it all. Yeah, absolutely. Are there, what are the trends kind of that you guys are seeing right now in terms of popularity, monetization growth, just kind of for businesses? A lot of, a lot of listeners are coming from B2B types of businesses and just looking at their own, you know, PR strategies and thinking, oh, is this, you know, is this worth it? Is this really something I should invest in? So what kind of, what kind of stats and trends are you guys seeing on a whole and, and within even monetization of that? I mean, the biggest trend of all time is that every celebrity that has ever been has started a (laughs) podcast. So why wouldn't everyone also start a podcast, right? Anything that stops, that starts at the top, can always trickle down to the everyman. Um, so everyone can have a podcast and that's the trend these days about finding your corner of the world and telling your story. And as you mentioned, building a community around it. The monetization then comes in selling advertising, of course, um, but also a lot of these podcasts are going on the road, going and doing live podcast, uh, <laughs> live podcasting events and also selling merch. You can be walking down the street and see someone with a catchphrase or a quote of your favorite podcaster and instantly feel that connection of community, kind of like it used to be with songs and how you could kind of see a band quote on a on a tote bag. Same is true with podcasting now. That's so funny. That's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah, it's really become a place of, as you mentioned, community and really building those audiences to have a story that they can keep telling and keep expanding upon. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people necessarily like, I think, especially within B2B, you know, they're thinking, okay, I need to educate and, you know, bring them into my funnel. But I think it is, it's such a good point to bring up the, the connection with the community and the, you know, the interactivity and the entertainment value that it's, it's kind of all of that. And when you do see somebody out there, it's just like, you know, if I watched a TV show and I see somebody post on Instagram, a mug with a quote that I'm like, oh my gosh, I know that show they saw, they saw that show too. That's hilarious. And it's, it's kind of this connection. So yeah, not everybody thinks about merch unless they're specifically known as a content creator. They may be thinking about those things, but B2B may not think about incorporating those things that people do love about podcasts. That's kind of unique. So I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up with that. Well, yeah. And even like on a larger scale, for example, I wear a lot of Kendra Scott jewelry. And if I see someone out in the wild wearing Kendra Scott jewelry, I go, have you heard her on how I built this? Have you heard her story behind her brand? And it really makes me want to keep investing in that jewelry company or whatever the business is, because I know the full background. I know the full story about how that company or product came to be. I'm a lot more invested in the success um, of that brand. Yeah, absolutely. I think it is when you uh when you are able to learn more you feel like i want to this is somebody i want to support and it kind of moves beyond just a product or a service to those people are really cool i connect with something that they're about or just their vision or their approach or their work ethic or whatever it is quirky personality and it does make you more of a loyal fan um you know somebody that you want to support so yeah it really does it deepens I, I feel like it's such an easy way to deepen that loyalty which I feel like especially during the during COVID e-commerce grew like crazy and then after now we're starting to see that really come down because yes it was great to have convenience and all these products that you maybe didn't think of but I think the ones that are more likely to survive and continue to grow are the ones who find a way to connect their story. And it's just so, it is so difficult with other forms of digital media um, to compete because it's so quick. And so I love that you, like Kendra Scott, I totally know who you're talking about. I love that jewelry. I have not heard that episode, so I'm going to have to go check that out. Um, but Yes, it makes you feel like, oh my gosh, I know this person. Like you're not necessarily friends, but you feel like you have this relationship with them all of a sudden. Oh, and that's a great point too, because you're listening to it in such an intimate atmosphere, mm -hmm. either in your car by yourself or in your headphones when you go through a walk in the park. Mm -hmm. Instead of I can turn on Netflix and turn on any old movie and know that millions of people are watching when it's just you and your headphones and a voice in your ear. It's a totally different intimate experience, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And um, what would you say for people who are listening? They're like, okay, maybe I should, maybe I should check this out and get into this. In terms of being a podcaster, we'll get into podcast guesting in a minute, but in terms of being a podcaster, um, what do you feel like is the hardest part today about getting started as well as maybe some best practices? I'm going to start with best practices okay. and say, listen to everything and mm -hmm. see what format feels most authentic to you. Um, because you might think that you go in and think, 
I want to have guests. I want to interview. And then you get three episodes in and decide you want to be running the show and just speaking into a microphone by yourself. Uh, listen to shows that maybe have topics you aren't interested in, but the format is something you're interested in, whether it's a panel of people who all do the same show every week, interviews, call in, advice, listen to all that you can so that you have the most well-rounded vision of what you want to put out into the world. Um, and then the, on the on the other end of that is don't be intimidated to get started. There is so much content out there. Have the confidence to say, no one else knows your story and you're the best one to tell it for yourself. Yes. Oh, I couldn't agree more with that. And I feel like to a point that you made earlier, I almost feel like it is becoming more expected that if somebody wants to get to know you and your company and they do want to dig a little deeper, it's becoming, it's not quite there yet, but I, I can see it definitely going there where it's expected that, well, where's your podcast? I want to check out more content, kind of get to know your personality, what you guys are like on a deeper level before I commit to meeting with you or investing, especially if it's something expensive that, um, or something, something where there's just a really saturated marketplace. And it's like, oh, you know, which one stands out to me that I think, it is becoming more of an important piece to really consider because more and more um, customers are starting to almost expect that these brands are going to have something like that to offer. And it's a great way to send it out ahead of time too. Even mm -hmm. before you consider our product, here's my interview with Christy. Here's my interview with Sydney. Um, and here's what we're all about over here at product X, Y, or Z. And really even getting ahead of that curve on the front end. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so what do you feel like, though, is the hardest part for a lot of people to actually pull the trigger on starting their own show? Confidence. I really think it's a matter of being able to say, I, I have a unique story. I'm excited to tell it. But then also putting it out there is a whole other factor. Yeah. I'm talking to a microphone for 20 minutes, but actually hitting that send button might feel a lot different once you're putting it out into the universe. Yeah. Um, but just know that it will always come back to something good. Even if it's, if it, if it is a little bit of tough criticism on your first couple of episodes, that's only going to make you better down the line. Yeah. Um, it's going to make us stronger um, to keep going. Yeah. And I think, you know, I hear a lot of clients talk about the tech feeling intimidating, but I feel like, especially over the past few years, that has become because podcasting has grown so much and so many companies are seeing this is an area where there's a lot of potential that those barriers have really come down. I feel like so much more, it's much more user-friendly than even when I started a few years ago. I feel like it's already become much more user-friendly and it may be a couple painful afternoons of kind of trying to figure it out. But I feel like there's so many tutorials, so many walkthroughs and a lot of platforms just make it very seamless. So I feel like if you're listening and it's the tech you're concerned about, that's really not, that's not something that you should really worry about. But yeah, the confidence, absolutely. Even when people don't say that's what it is and maybe they don't realize that's what's holding me back, a lot of times that can be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even on Amazon, you can go on and buy like podcasting kits. Now, yeah. You can get the whole kit and caboodle all at once where even a few years ago, you'd have to piecemeal it all together. Mm -hmm. uh, so yes, there's definitely 
a huge improvements on the tech side of things. It all comes down to confidence building, being able to publish that first episode. Yeah. Yeah. And probably creating a little bit of support <laughs> team if, if you're in there and you're like, okay, if I'm going to invest the time and the money and the equipment, like don't be afraid to kind of have a few people who either are other podcasters or just people who can support you to help you pull the trigger and actually get that out there. <laughs> You've already taken the important part, right? You've already taken the the step to invest in it. You may as well put it out into the universe. Right, right. Um, so maybe can you, let's segue a little bit into podcast guesting and what makes that unique um, and just kind of advice that you'd have for people who want to do that, or maybe they've started and they don't really know you know, how to, how to go about that as a system, any kind of best practices that you recommend on the podcast guesting side? Well, of course, this is where I'll have to bring in Podchaser Pro. Yes. <laughs> because it's a great way. It's a great database. You can go in and type in any subject, any topic, and you'll find not only podcasts that specialize in that topic, but you can also type in as far as what episodes have mentioned that subject. Um, I always give the example of like juggling kittens, right? <laughs> How many episodes out in the universe have mentioned juggling kittens? You'll be able to find it on Podchaser Pro. You'll be able to find when it aired, who the host is, who the guests were, um, as well as if they're continuing to produce episodes going forward. Now that's of course an extremely rare case, but you can also <laughs> type in any number of things. And you might come up with thousands of results and you might come up with being able to narrow it even further and further down into the best dozen appearances that you could pitch yourself on. Mm -hmm. And from there, you'll be able to really personalize your pitch because you can listen to their episodes directly on the website itself, as well as see who else they've collaborated with. So mm -hmm. maybe if you've worked with Jane and Susie and that person has worked with John, you can pull into that network um, just like in any other industry. It's all about networking and who you know. So once you build those appearances, um, you can even expand further. Yeah, that that is really smart. Just kind of knowing how how do I get started and how do I find and connect with the right the right people. So yeah, no, that, that is a good point. And on the, on the advertising side, I feel like this has been growing a lot, especially the past couple of years, but I feel like it's been getting, like you said, this podcasting has just been the wild west, but I feel like the past couple of years, the advertising side is starting to get a little more organized. So can you talk about maybe from both standpoints, if someone is a podcaster and they want to find sponsors or if someone is a company and they want to advertise on the right shows. So maybe starting with the podcaster side, um, how, how do they go about that? Finding the right sponsors. So again, it's just going back to research mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's also part of Podchaser Pro. We do have a package uh, where you can upgrade to see what uh, some other advertisers are paying on certain uh, shows themselves. Um, and I can tease a little bit that we will be getting more advanced on that. I've been told I can just tease a little bit about how, how advanced that will be coming up very soon. But in the meantime, what you can do is find other podcasts 
that are similar to what you're talking about, similar mm -hmm. in demographics, because we could also look for median age, gender skew, um, financial income. You can start to sort by those kind of filters and see what other shows are similar to you, who's advertising on those and approach from there. Mm -hmm. So if we're both talking to the same age demographic in, in this area, you should also be advertising on mine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. And then just to share a little bit, because I think people just don't know what to expect. Right. And so just kind of those, those expectations with on the monetization and like, where do I start? What do I even ask for? And kind of what, I guess, what types of statistics are maybe taken into account to determine what's appropriate for where your podcast is at right now? So first of all, don't be scared to accept free product because that's a lot, um, that's a entry point that some brands will take with kind of testing the waters with you, especially if you're a new show and you're just starting to produce episodes. Um, so there's different types of advertising that podcasters can do, right? So you can have the ads that are kind of plugged in, you can have host read ads, or you can have a more authentic kind of plug. If that company has sent you a microphone, for example, or a at-home meal kit, um, that might be a natural segue to start talking about your experience with it. And from there, you can build a relationship to actually monetize on it. But it might take a few goes of kind of finding what works best for your format. Yeah, no, that's a good point. It's like, if you just wanna get started, and kind of learn how it works and create a track record so that you can say you've worked with people. That's a great entry point that shouldn't be overlooked. And then, you know, kind of once, like you said, once you have a few under your belt, um, I think just getting into it can be helpful, but especially on the size of the show, I think it's important to have expectations. Like those are, those those numbers can be a little, those can be double digit numbers, you know, like those might start for like a 30 or 60 second. Um, it, it takes a while to build your show. And those are, those are numbers that sponsors want to see. And so similar to, I think the way that influencers and content creators on Instagram, it's kind of like, okay, if you have this type of following, you know, this is kind of a starting point. It's kind of a similar type of system. Not always. Um, it depends on how strategic a connection is. It might be worthwhile, more worthwhile to a sponsor, even if you are small, because you may just have a really incredible tight network of who they're looking for, but it can start on the smaller end of the spectrum. Just, you know, not, not to feel like, um, I just don't want people to jump in and be like, that's it. You know, I feel like, and it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. That's just kind of like, that's the industry standard. That's just kind of where it's at. Well, and if you think about too, there's 5 million podcasts out in the universe right now. Um, and the majority of the listeners are in, you know, the top 5% or whatever that statistic, I guess I don't have that statistic in front of me, but your numbers are probably going to be smaller than say the new celebrity who put out their newest podcast. Right. So you have to start from somewhere. So what comes first, the chicken or the egg, the episodes are the sponsors, the sponsors are the episodes. So finding someone to kind of help you grow, mm -hmm. um, is, is, is helpful, um, not required, but important with helping you kind of grow your show. Right. Right. 
I think it is, you know, it can provide a little bit of finances to put into your show and it can also show your audience the types of, um, I, I think being smart about it with aligning yourself with something that makes sense with your brand is, you know, can be important. And so just kind of showing your audience who you're kind of aligned with as well can be, can be beneficial. Um, so yeah, anything else you think on the, on the topic of advertising that's important for people to, to think about on, on the podcaster side? Well, it's also just do your research and just like in any other industry, um, see what they believe in as well. <laughs> Make sure that you're aligned properly with what you want to represent out in the universe. And again, see what other podcasters are advertising. Maybe it's someone in a different field than you. Maybe they're in sports and you're in advice, but you really believe in their brand as a whole and they have a very unique and dedicated audience. You might want to tap into that, even though you're in, you know, different categories of podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good, that's a really good point. Um, and the, the value, the brand values are important to look at when you're, when you're making these decisions. So good point. When it comes to the, the opposite, when it comes to companies who say, okay, we, there's a ton of people listening to podcasts and, um, I'd love for you if you have any stats on like uh, what listener what listenership is like these days, that would be great. But for companies who want to invest in podcasts and find the right podcast, how do you recommend they start that start that process to to do the research? Again, always start on Podchaser Pro and you can start to filter down. And one great thing that we do is, of course, we capture, how many people are listening to this podcast? Of course, that's the number one demographic that everyone wants to know. How many people are listening to this? What we also factor in downloads, subscriptions, social media interaction. Mm. Um, so you might see someone with a higher, what we call a power score. It's more of an impact score than just the listener numbers. So you might see someone with a higher power score with a little bit lower of a listenership, but that's because their audience is that much more engaged. They might know that they produce their episodes every Tuesday at noon and those listeners are play, hitting play at 12.01 or whatever that kind yeah. of loyalty may look like for that particular show, brand, et cetera. Um, but all of that can be just as important as how many people hit play on the daily every single day. You also want to really yeah. factor in how how much trust they have with that host. Yeah, no, that that is a good point that it's it's more than just subscriber numbers, right? So well, and as you mentioned, it's kind of like social media influencing, right? So mm -hmm. they might not have as many followers on Instagram, but their followers buy everything that they advertise. Same with on podcasting. Uh, they may not have the millions of subscriptions that Oprah has every month, but they're buying every single book that the authors come on to talk about. They're buying all of the ads that they sponsor. Um, it's just a different kind of loyalty with podcasting. And I think that that is a good point, especially for podcasters to remember if they do have experience working with uh, other sponsors uh, that, that they need to highlight here. Let's, let me give you some percentages of what we've been able to do for previous sponsors, like what they've been able to get out of it. I think that's huge to be able to have that available for potential sponsors. Cause that is that, that makes a huge difference 
regardless of listenership. Um, so in terms of the future and what's going on in podcasting, if you could look into your crystal ball, what do you see kind of on the horizon for, for podcasting as an industry or like any major changes that are recent or upcoming that you guys are thinking about maybe planning on? I think the biggest future trend I've been seeing may not be totally relevant to your audience, but I just like to mention it is all of these rewatch podcasts that are happening. Yeah. Talk about that. It started with the office and having the actors from the office talk about episodes. And now it's expanded into, I've seen Laguna beach, the Hills, Mm. one tree Hill. I think even the Sopranos have one now. Wow. Um, And so it's just this, interesting untapped market of recycling old material into new content Mm -hmm. so if everything kind of starts at that celebrity level celebrity interview trickles down to the everyman how are we going to see that repurposed into what you and I do I think will be really interesting to see how that trend continues so what can I take as my own personal story that I can kind of rebrand and content and repurpose um, and make new episodes out of. I don't know the answer yet, but I think it's an interesting trend to kind of keep a, a finger on the pulse of. A lot. I see a lot of um, podcasts where you can on their website, leave a voicemail basically, and either ask questions or I want to hear about this. And so you can kind of engage in some podcasts will play those clips on air of what their audience feedback that they got or questions that they had that they, that they build into it. So that could be another fun way to kind of engage and like relive, rehash a story through more of a community lens or something for a yeah. business. Like, I don't know. I'm just trying or to even, what would I have done differently? Yeah. I have, yeah. I launched this product five years ago. I've told this story now here I am five years wiser, hopefully five years yeah. on. And what would I have done differently? And how could I have reframed it? And what will I do with my new product going forward? Um, Love it. I'm always trying to see what the new trends are and how we can put them in our own, in our own shows. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that is a great one in the vein of changes going forward. Do you see, uh, AI being a factor in impacting podcasting? And if so, how? Great question. It's a million dollar question (laughs) (laughs) across all industries, right? It's even what we're seeing in the SAG and writer's strikes happening out in Hollywood right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a matter of right now, we think it's kind of silly and we're seeing what they could write for a script for podcasts. Um, But could it get to a point where we don't even have to you know, record these episodes ourselves. Um, It's hard to say. I see it more going in forms of writing the questions for us Mm -hmm. or writing the script for a fiction podcast. Mm -hmm. I doubt that it will ever completely replace like a human interactive interview, Mm -hmm. Um, but I can see it kind of writing the questions for you. Um, Although I hope not. I hope (laughs) that we always have jobs. are you seeing anything like already out there of how it's probably you're right. I'm sure people are using it for questions like, okay, I have this guest. What should I be asking? And possibly even from a guesting standpoint, like what would someone in this audience want to know about 
whatever you do to kind of help you. And, and that may be even from the confidence. I know podcast guesting, it may seem like, oh, it's the podcaster who needs the confidence, but on the podcast guesting side, I see it just as much with my clients as like, oh my gosh, you know, especially if they haven't done many, um, it can be intimidating. So you feel like I'm going to go on the show. I don't know what they're going to ask me. And I am on the spot to respond right then and there. How do I deal with this? And what types of stories should I share? So it's definitely always good to prepare, but there may be things that you haven't considered that an audience would be interested in hearing about what you do if they don't know you that you just take for granted. So I guess maybe that's one way to kind of utilize AI. So you know, you're not seeing that in necessarily major ways in other forms yet. Not quite yet, but it's something that um, we're even thinking about when we give credits, for example, oh. on these episodes that are getting produced. Are we going to have to have an AI creator page? Interesting. And, and do we do it by brand, by robot type? Um, <laughs> and none of these are real serious questions so far, thankfully. But it is something you have to look forward to and that you have to anticipate being a question. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Is there well, we have to give production credits to AI eventually? That's wild. <laughs> It is. It is so strange. I, I had a guest a few weeks ago who was uh, talking about influencers and talking about the rise in virtual influencers. If you're listening and curious about that, that was my interview with Lindsay Gamble on influencer networking. And I'm like, wait, what's going on? And he said, yeah, you're starting to see on social media, these virtual avatars that people or brands create and they're getting thousands and tens of thousands of follows and they're not actually real. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know, we'll see how that, if that plays a part in the podcasting world as well. So time will tell. Can't wait. <laughs> Um, well, I know we have covered a lot here, Sydney. Is there anything else just thinking about podcasting that, that you would like to leave listeners with today? Um, I think the biggest piece of advice overall is be authentic and be true to yourself. Um, there are so many podcasts out in the universe and listeners can immediately hear whether you're being authentically yourself or not. And that's the number one thing that they're looking for. And listening for is to hear you, your story, and what makes you authentically you. So don't be afraid to just tell your story, let your freak flag fly, and actually <laughs> help that build your business. People want to know yeah. your your fun little quirks and history and why you're unique in this world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining today, Sydney. I really appreciate it. And what would you say is the best way for people to connect with you and connect with Podchaser? Yes. Yeah, so go to podchaser.com. Um, you'll see lots of different options on the free version too. You can look up podcasts, you can look up creators, you can even create your own creator profile, which is a tongue twister. Um, but get yourself as visible as possible on podchaser.com. Um, you'll see my little contact Sydney face over on the right-hand side um, if you want to get in touch or of course on LinkedIn at Sydney Stern. Great. Thank you so much again, Sydney. I hope everybody listening enjoyed today's show and have a great week. To succeed in business, you need brand awareness, authority, and trust. To get those, you need visibility. 
podcasts offer each of these. It's a unicorn platform because it gives you the scarcest resource in digital marketing, attention. Did you know that 80% of podcast audiences listen to the entire episode and more than 50% consider buying from a brand or individual that they discover on a podcast? Building your own show and audience takes years. Grow faster by guest speaking on other podcasts to get more leads, build your SEO and strengthen your brand. To learn how my agency can help, email me at hello at christybilbury.com.